my house has been invaded by ants, and if I get if I just disappear randomly, um, I've been called into the front lines. So, <laughs> if you know. are you are you trapping them or raiding them? So we don't have any raid. That's um, good. In my opinion, been, uh, well, we we ordered some because it got so bad. Oh, okay. Um, but we've been using diatomaceous earth mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. pretty extensively. Our house looks like uh, you might like you know we're way into like meth or crack or something. Oh, uh, it's like all over every floor and every surface. We got it was really really bad. So if we find more swarms of them, um, I may just disappear. And oh. sorry. Oh, it's it is what it is. I've been using liquid ampates. Uh, they Those seem have been to, working. They seem to kill the hives rather quickly. Usually they're gone within a day. And so you just leave them out where near where the swarm is. Basically, they... basically, if they're making a line to something, uh, you mm-hmm. just drop the traps right along the line, and they eventually figure it out. Okay. But I have had certain ants that don't care for the traps, and they just walk around them. And they don't care. Yeah. I guess we had traps for a long while, and I thought they were okay, but... The diatomaceous earth has proven quite good at deterring them. You, but the problem is you have to find where they're coming from, and sometimes that's very difficult. Hmm. But There's if you can jam people, that entrance up, they will not cross it. They are very good about staying behind that line. Some people say uh, peppermint. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. And peppermint oil and stuff. I've, yeah, definitely yeah. Heard, I've never tried that one, but we've definitely heard of it. Good luck. Yep. It's the uh the old uh Starship Troopers montage. I'm doing my part. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh summer. Summer happens, especially when there's this bad of a drought. They gotta find water and they know your house has it. So we get all sorts of critters in the summer and it's it's not fun. Well, they are now on break, and we are coming back from break. Hello, We Were Gamers family. JJ, how are you? Hello. Michael, hello. How you doing? I, I guess people will be like, where were those guys last week? Um, I originally planned to edit up some of the side stuff we've got in the can that I've been working on, and then I realized that... Uh, I also wanted just a vacation week. <laughs> so we took last week off. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. I don't know. It was nice. Did everyone have a good holiday week? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't do much, but uh, it was just nice to have the extra time off. Yeah, you know, it was a nice time. That was the thing. It was like we didn't do much, you know? So the the two weeks before that, at every couple days, we were going somewhere, doing something, vacationing, quote-unquote, somewhere, or camping, or... And it was just uh, nonstop. So it was, like, nice to be... A lot of us had extra days off due to the national holiday, right? And so uh, just taking it easy for a few days was cool. Uh, so, hey, you know, recharged... Ready to do battle 
Well, hopefully not that recharged because got Comic-Con in a couple weeks here. Uh, so I need to be really recharged is what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like you better be like resting as hard as possible. <laughs> yeah, we're all going, right? Yeah, we're all going. We're all going. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I, I'm not, I'm not uh, too proud to admit I'm nervous about how it will go. Not only for the health concerns, but also for the, they haven't really done this in a couple of years concerns. Yeah. And uh-huh. if there's... And if there's too many people for that amount of uh, commitment, and if they don't have enough people, it could be a real, well, my, words that we won't say here. My guess, this is a complete guess based on literally nothing, is that it is either going to be the best run Comic-Con of forever, because they have like crazy amounts of volunteers and there will be less attendance because the badges were all sold and then over two years... People moved, couldn't come, all kinds of reasons, right? Yep. Or it will be the most attended one for the opposite reason, right? It's been two years. People have been really wanting to come. They saved up all their time and they're ready to go, you know. And I don't know which of those two it will be. I think all the people that are attending will definitely be more organized and into it and ready to go. Um. I don't know. I, without having had a lot of income and budget, it's going to be tough for them to scale up and be like, here we are. We're back at Comic-Con, you know, on the uh, hosting end, I would think. Unless, yeah. you know, some yeah. finances came out of the woodwork. And that's also not I mean, also, unlikely. You know, the, 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 a lot of the security people, or not security, but a lot of the people that help at Comic-Con are volunteers. So, you know, there will be a large amount of that as well. Right. Right. They get a lot of help from volunteers, but there are definitely people that have to be paid and expenses, you know, for all that sort of stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll find out and report back in, uh, two weeks time. Cause we have one more pod before then, I think. <sighs> but in the meantime, let's use a little bit of that rest to, uh, get back into one of our favorite, areas of uh mental mental uh, battle here michael bring it home yeah jj you have your wig and gavel ready ready oh yeah okay my uh hear ye hear ye i like food court is now back in session i like that without really discussing it or making any sort of pronouncement we've kind of both just assumed jj's on top of that well didn't that we decide that alter. the didn't we decide that JJ was for judge and jury? He had to be, right? There was no, I don't know. Maybe we discussed it, but I don't think so. I've always just sort of pictured him up there. And it's got to be one of those British courts where they're six feet higher than everyone else. Oh, like way up there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I just picture the guy in the Ace Attorney games, you know, the like the judge with the, he has the black robe and he sits way up high. And As long as my superpower is that I can make the word objection appear above my head, I'll be happy. <laughs> Well, uh, on trial today is uh, me, apparently. Oh. Uh-oh. So, apparently, apparently I, have, uh, I have unknowingly been a sociopath for years, and I, I need you guys to rule either in my favor and save me or tell me that I need to change my ways. Okay. So, I, uh, I, I frequently take 
uh, a box of Pop-Tarts to work. And they just live in my desk for mornings when I'm in a hurry to eat something for breakfast. And my usual MO is that I will open the packet of Pop-Tarts, little foil packet that they always come in, and take out a Pop-Tart and eat it and then save the second one. And I have been told that this is crazy town. Where do you save the second one? Yeah, where do you save it? That's what I want to know. Oh, I just, like, there's a tape dispenser on my desk, so I put a little piece of tape on it and stick it back in the box. For, like, the next day? Usually a day or two. Or two? Like, I don't let, if it's, if it's open, I don't let them sit. Hmm. Yeah, because, like, that's the, like, those things aren't really meant to be out. Right, that's why, that's why I tape them closed. Man, I was I was all ready to have one of those, like, it's okay, everyone chooses how to eat their Pop-Tarts their own way, hot or cold, it's up to you, as long as you're toasting and not microwaving. I was ready for that discussion. I'm not ready for this, like, I only finished half the Twix. Yeah. I. So, I'm a bad judge for this, unfortunately, you guys, because I didn't really grow up with Pop-Tarts, like, oh. they were never available in my household that wasn't something that my family ever had or allowed us to have so i didn't really come into them until like college when i could just get whatever i wanted and even then i didn't really buy them because i would hadn't been a thing um you know, about vending machines or whatever every now and then but like not frequently so i don't know that i have uh i don't do i don't do this i guess but when i'm buying them out of vending machines or whatever i'm buying the one package to eat the package i'm not buying it to eat like half of it <laughs> close it back <laughs> what's the flavor oh well that was the other thing that i got judged on i i like just the the unfrosted strawberry ones on unfrosted unfrosted so just the pastry and the filling and the filling oh boy. i can respect that decision that is i mean that I think is the level of sugar that i want yeah the the frosting is a lot. It really turns it into dessert. Yeah, see, that's. I think that's the thing, right? If I'm if I'm eating a pop tart at a time that is not breakfast, I love the frosted ones. Andrew, would you judge him less if he was eating toaster strudels and they weren't pop tarts? Yes, but also a toaster strudel would come in one serving. I think, right? I don't I think know. They're I, indiv- I think they're individual. I think they're individual. <laughs> I think that's the deal so that's with the toaster I'm strudel. Well, but I'm saying like in terms of the frosting, no frosting situation. Oh, right? but a toaster strudel is frosted. Uh, the frosting, I well, think, comes in a little package. They're iced, right? They're they're you iced. So you toast it and then you ice it. That's a toaster strudel. And I'm right, but the point is you have to put the icing on yourself. You just didn't. Yeah. I don't. I can't remember. Is the toaster strudel a single plastic bag for each one? I think so. I think that's. Yeah, that doesn't help us in this situation. And I think you could eat a toaster strudel uniced because it's okay to eat a cinnamon roll un- uniced. Yeah. Icing yeah I'm is, with you on that one. Icing is not frosting. Um, so, uh, is this a case where we're all being bamboozled by the shrinkflation or the uh, the like serving size debate or whatever? Mm-hmm. What's a serving size for a Pop-Tart? Is it one Pop-Tart? Uh, like I believe it, I know. I think they actually say that it's two, but you got to wonder: is that big pop tart trying to sell more pop tarts? I don't know. I mean, yeah. if you leave it them more than a day, they're definitely stale. No, they're no fine. Tape. Like I said, yeah, with the tape, they're fine. Well, they I last guess a couple of days. You might not notice the difference if your flavor buds are allowing an unfrosted pop tart into your <laughs> mouth. 
Also, they're like full of chemicals and stuff, probably. So it's fine. No one's gonna notice. Was stale even mean when like eighty percent of them is like it's already stale before you get it? Already chemical. Oh boy, I don't know. This is like so far outside my range. I I I'm a full blown like s'mores. Eat them hot. Got both of them, nice and crispy. A little bit, almost even burnt from the toaster i think strawberry is my preferred filling flavor for sure but see the problem with strawberry for me is that then i want to eat them cold because the strawberry turns nuclear when you're heating them oh yeah the sugar in there so like the other ones like the brown sugar maple whatever the cinnamon one or the s'more one or the even the apple one i think uh were fine when you toasted them but the the strawberry was like, nope, I'm never toasting this because I ignited the inside of my mouth with liquid magma. It's the the hot pocket problem. <laughs> hot pocket. Yep. Well, you, um, they give you that little jacket to put over the hot pocket the so that you can literally kill yourself with the <laughs> massive amount of heat that you've inflicted. Oh yeah. boy, I, I I will I will I will split the ruling here. How about that? JJ, you judge on a split ruling because this is two counts. He's on. He's up for, against two counts here. One flavor. Two. Uh, the the serving size. And, you mean icing or no icing versus serving size, or do you mean the like cho- choice of strawberry? I guess strawberry unfrosted is the strawberry flavor. unfrosted. And I would propose JJ that he. That a person is not. Who's the prosecution here? I'm declared excommunicado. I can no longer avail myself of the continental breakfast. I'm just thinking that we can appease a lot of people by saying that maybe he, you shouldn't allow a person to feel bad about whatever serving size they eat. Yeah, I'm. I think if. If you just asked me this on a random day without any context, I'd be like, well, of course you eat both. It's weird that the other one's going to go bad. Yeah. Right. But I, I've also never tried it. I would personally I would personally not leave a Pop-Tart uneaten out of the bag. Yeah. To me, it is like a Twix, but I don't think it borders on crime. Yeah. I, I but think a the- cold, just strawberry filled Pop-Tart without the flakiness of a toaster strudel or other type of pastry is a little bit psychopathish along with not finishing both. Yeah. Yeah. As a person who, again, like I don't have like a lot of fond memories of, of pop tarts, you know, growing up as a child, but I have had them on occasion and they are fine. Sure. I think the issue that gets me is that as a breakfast food, there is so much sugar in them, right? And like, I would want less sugar. I I would totally eat the toaster strudel with no icing on it, because then it's like I've turned it into a dessert. But there's there if in my opinion, there are better strawberry breakfast pastries out there to eat if you just want a strawberry oh, I, pastry. Look, it inarguably a pop tart is not the like high end of the breakfast anything right like you're going to pop darts because they're cheap right i assume 
Yeah. And, and like, like a cup noodle situation. And, and easy. Yeah. And, and super easy. And, and like everywhere has them. It's impossible to like not. If you go to a major supermarket, they're going to have Pop-Tarts. Like if they're out of Pop-Tarts, like the aisles will be mostly bare anyway. Right. I, I just don't know that it's criminal, but it's off putting. You're eating sushi with a fork here. <laughs> yeah. Is what you're doing. I, I think that's I think that I think I'm agreeing. I, I think I'm a little less uh, on that than Andrew is, but I agree. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and, and like, look, people are weird. It's cool. It's fine. You can be yeah. weird. No that's one's saying, especially here. with the serving size. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess you can leave the other half of the Twix. Yeah, it, it's weird, right? Like, no one is going to do that, but I guess you could do it if you want. Again, it's not illegal. Like, I, based on you <laughs> saying this, it sounds like you've been doing this for quite a while and yeah. therefore have not died from it or gotten salmonella <laughs> or I don't know. What do you mean salmonella? They can't grow there. I don't know what even could grow on those things. Mold in a day? No. I don't know. So, I, anyway. I propose you re uh, recheck the aisle for possible other options. Fair yeah, enough. man. You know those like Danish? Uh, yeah. What are those things? Those things are pretty good, and you can buy those in the huge package at Costco too. I mean, get, like, go go to uh, yeah. You can get them at Costco too. You get these at Costco. Go get the little French, uh, you know, chocolate croissant. You just eat one of those. Oh, I thought you were going to say when. And we do have some of these. There is a a brand that makes uh, strawberry strawberry jam filled crepes, like French crepes. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Oh, yep. That sounds better. They rolled up in little packages, and those are those are very good. We have those as well. Mm, see what I mean? But there's better strawberry stuff out there. Okay, right. like that's not. Let's talk about breakfast food, though. More oh. importantly, okay. what is your? If you have to pick a breakfast food that you're eating, what do you what are you gonna pick? Wait, no, that's this too wild. Whoa, uh, whoa. Yeah. am I only allowed? Are we talking? I'm only yeah. allowed one breakfast food ever. No, this is what I'm this saying. Is, this, this is, is too a wild. Similar situation thing. to Michael is in. It's a morning. You have to eat something quick. You don't have all day. You can't like cook yourself a gourmet meal here or make like the perfect breakfast sandwich with all your ingredients. Mm-hmm. You get like, you know, you need to get up and go kind of situation. What do sure. you have? So if I'm at home, I, I, we have some little packets of the packets of instant oatmeal. Yeah. Solid choice. Always. If I have to get everyone out the door within 10 minutes, I have a pre-mixed, uh, box of you know one of those like uh oxo that's plastic tub pour out containers yeah where i've mm-hmm. pre-mixed i've pre-mixed a couple cereals together um usually like a cheerios mm. like a some kind of uh flake like a not frosted flakes but like uh, like a special k or something like that and then yeah. like um yeah, corn flake. Not corn. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. Brand flake. Brand some flake. Kind. Some yeah, yeah. brand flakes usually, and then um, a granola f- for the sugar. Okay. Uh, and that is like a, a triple cereal premix that I have in the cabinet at all times because many mornings it requires that uh, uh, a large family be fed and and out the door <laughs> quickly. Yeah. So that's an easy yeah. one. I mean, if you just if that's the only parameter. I think if I had, you know, the choice, I'd probably want to do like a bagel and a glass of orange juice or something. Yeah, but even even having upgraded the size of my toaster, making four bagels takes too much time. Yeah, I'm not uh I'm not toasting them at that point. I would just be scarfing a bagel while you drive. 
<laughs> nice. Well, uh, if someone wants to send in more parameters for the breakfast limitations, where would they send that? Ooh, they could send those to podcast at weweregamers.com and we'll be happy to talk about breakfast food. It's a big Oh, we'll process. we'll spend the so whole episode I, if you yeah. let us. I mean, we could just talk about breakfast food. I mean, literally oh, the whole time. Oh, breakfast food. I need to tell you guys this real fast and then we can get off food. Um, we went out for breakfast over the weekend and the place we went had a dish that sounded so out there that we had to try it. It That's a was good it was a omelet made with cheddar cheese and baked apples oh that sounds great the eggs were the eggs were seasoned with nutmeg and dusted with cinnamon oh that's a little weirder yeah Yeah. i'm probably still trying this but now i'm kind of so that's what we were how like thin was the omelet when you got it i assume very thin uh it had been folded over but the but yeah in a single layer it wouldn't have been super thick yeah yeah, that probably was good. Yeah, it was just, it was very different because it's still, you know, with baked apples in there, you're you're expecting it to be sweeter, right? Yeah, but cheddar. and Yeah, but the cheddar and then yeah, the eggs, which yeah. aren't, there's no sugar or anything that goes into the egg. So it's right. just like unseasoned, unseasoned scrambled eggs besides the nutmeg, I guess. Very neutralizing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They could do it with like a brie. You'd have a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. I don't know how a brie melts in an omelet though. Hmm. I don't know if it would have enough time. Yeah, yeah brie not. is tough to melt anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm hungry now. <laughs> I'm hungry for something else with cheese. You guys, I played more Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, Cowabunga! Yeah, more they single eat, player. They eat pizza all the time. Uh, you know. Actually, a uh, friend of the pod, Mr. Matt, uh, decided that he wanted to use his Game Pass subscription for the first time. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, and Got we him. we started a, a new, quote-unquote, campaign from the beginning and did it all two-player. Uh, it, I can confirm the progress you make with a character carries over to whatever game you start. So the april april that i had leveled already was still leveled it was fun it was fun teaching uh not not teaching i guess but like exploring the game with uh without players that have played a lot because the other time i played it was people that have already played and leveled up like most of the characters and uh, I i felt a little left behind and this time it was more like Oh, what happens if we punch this door? Oh, we found a secret thing. There's a guy hidden back there that that then later is on the world map and wants you to give him this hidden thing that we've been finding in all the levels. You know, uh, that cool. kind of stuff okay. happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, learning the enemy patterns more and more than before because not everybody dies instantaneously because we don't have five players on the screen. Uh, right. Yeah, that was cool. I got 180 hit combo that somehow lasted like three quarters of a level. I don't know how. That's a lot of hit. That's a Very lot nice. of hit. <laughs> um, that is, I think, what more games should be. Not in so much as the play style, but like 
really in a world of like there's there's gonna be only a few triple a studios left out there uh oh we should talk about we should talk about ubisoft in a second but if people are gonna make these smaller things really focus your game like this turtles game focus you know what i mean they they wanted to make an exact thing and they made it and they didn't let the the leveling up system could have been tons of complicated right and instead you just have 10 levels and the 10 levels give you these things and that's it you just they just linearly upgrade your character and they're small upgrades you don't even need them it's a good system it's a good game did you guys hear about ubisoft unless you have questions about turtles we can talk about cowabunga if you want more i'll I'll answer questions now we're good which uh which part of ubisoft are you talking uh the killing off the assassin's creed stuff i can't tell how bad it is yet i i heard some murmurings about it but i haven't dug into it right so the thing i saw was like well explain what you heard and then we'll see if our whatever news we intook has aligned okay i did a cursory research on a tweet right and the tweet was basically like they're taking away all your games. This is why you should have physical games. Um, not thankfully from someone that I follow. Uh, this was a <laughs> quote tweet from someone else. It was like, huh, Ubisoft seems to be doing some stuff. And it was kind of a little bit sarcastic. Uh, and so I took the sarcasm to mean that wasn't entirely true. Um, well, we can talk about physical games in a second. Uh, but it, w- it seems like they are, Ubisoft is sunsetting any sort of server connection for any of their older uh, Assassin's Creed games is what I'm taking from it. So like if you have brotherhood or whatever on steam, uh, you won't be able to connect to any sort of online service or download any DLC through the game anymore. Is that about what you heard? Yeah, it sounded like the, the way they announced it had made people freak out that like the game would stop working completely. And it sounds like maybe that isn't the case, but okay. that a lot of the pieces of the game may break because of it, oh. like, including potentially DLC that people paid for, which is that, pretty bad. That would be bad, I guess. Um, I'm, yeah, that would be bad if the games just stopped working because of other stuff that got removed. Even though they're still letting you download it, that would kind of suck. Um, yeah, the the Steam community post seems to say that things you will be unable to do, play multiplayer game modes, use online features, access, install, or play DLC, access in-game Ubisoft Connect rewards, and link Ubisoft accounts in-game. Ubisoft did put out a tweet I'm seeing here that does say all the games will still be accessible. Yeah, but like, what does that mean, right? Yeah, the base game and the base games, none of the bells and whistles. Yeah, and so like, like if people paid for DLC, it's pretty garbage to say that like, f you, you can't install your DLC anymore because we turned the server off. Like, bro, that's what Steam is for. It's right there telling them that you paid for it. Yeah, but Ubisoft. Ubisoft doesn't work care. that way, that's remember? Ubi- that's Ubisoft's problem, man. I understand. Don't, 
sell me your stuff that way then. Oh yeah. Right? Sell no, it through I, your own little garbage store. We're not we're not disagreeing. I'm just saying the the physical limitation that Ubisoft has created for itself, which you could say and I would probably agree is bad, uh, is that all the stuff that is not the base thing that you download from Steam is then connected to Ubisoft's your account that you have to sign into in the game and then downloaded yeah. through the game. Yeah. Right. That's garbage. That's not the way and it is, it. it is garbage, uh, in terms of the, the functionality is just stupid, right? Because you, yep. but it's not, it's not new functionality and it's not functionality that is unique anymore. Other people are doing it as well. Epic does it as well. And EA does it as well. Uh, Bioware does it as well. They, they all think, have their own little account systems. I mean, oh, good God, Call of Duty is like this, you know? Yeah, I, I think yep. the thing is, though, that, like, it, well, I guess so far, I haven't seen people be sunsetting things that are like, hey, DLC you paid for, you can't install anymore. That yeah. That isn't the way I've seen it work. But maybe I'm wrong and, like, I don't remember. I think the real thing here is that, like, you know, you wanted to talk about physical, Andrew. I think even if you owned physical copies of this game, it wouldn't help you. It would not help you. That's the thing I was going to say hosed. in part of it. Yeah. Like they're turning it off their end. Even if you install your physical disc, it doesn't help. It, right. Because it was firstly, like your physical disc probably doesn't have the DLC. Right. Yeah. And so and that's what I was going to say is you, you're going to have to hit the server somehow for your DLC download, even if you got it on a disc. Right. Um, Yep. I've been going back and forth a lot on what to do going forward. I bought a good amount of games for my Switch um, physically. Almost all of them, actually. I've run into times where I wish that I'd had some digitally. And so since then, I have on sale replaced some of my physical games with digital ones. The ones that I know that I don't care about ever having a physical copy I can sell again. But this, you know, makes me think like, well, what did I do? You know, did I mess up here? And someday Nintendo is going to turn off the Smash Brothers because they want me to buy the new one. I don't know. Um, unlikely in my view, but not forever. I mean, they did shut down the 3DS and the what else? They've, I mean, they've shut down all the old stores. So if you didn't download it before, then good luck. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not. Like you said, if you paid for it, you should have access to it. Well, it's not unique. It's interesting, though. It's I not unique the... because, you know, the Wii. If you if you wanted to keep your games on the Wii, you needed to download them by this date because after that, you don't get them anymore. I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at Ubisoft's now support webpage about all these servers being shut down. It's interesting. The only people losing access to DLC are the PC. All the other platforms don't say that. They lose their in. They lose their online features, their mm -hmm. multiplayer features, ability to link accounts or whatever. But they only the PC loses installation and access to DLC. Does for all these games. does the console versions allow you to sign into Ubisoft like the other ones do, or did they did the console they force all force the ones say you'll be unable to link Ubisoft accounts in game or use online features? All the games say that, but or use online features, right? So. Do you have to sign into a Ubisoft account on those, or did the consoles force them to sell the DLC through the console manufacturer? I mean, oh my I god, no is there answer. a good you know, like is there a good I reason have no to have answer. had a console? <laughs> yeah. But it looks like on all the console versions, 
you will have access to DLC. Except for this one game, which says to play the solo campaign, you have to set your console offline. <laughs> wow. None of the other ones. None of the other ones say that. Wow. So maybe maybe the answer is no one should play Ubisoft games. Maybe that's the answer here. <laughs> this is terrible. I mean, there's a lot of people that work at Ubisoft. That's I mean, it's the online system they've created is clearly duct tape, you know? to try and create some sort of proprietary thing that this was their entire goal. Really? I mean, if you, if you look at the system, the way that it's designed, if, if the system is designed so that when they shut off the server, you lose access to stuff so that they can then sell the remastered version two years from now, that's the design. It's not a fluke. It's a feature. Well, that's why I'm saying you gotta, (laughs) you gotta just vote by saying no, you know, like don't buy this in the first place. Yeah. I don't know. I like I mean yeah. so so the thing I was going to talk Maybe about JJ is I've been going back and forth about Final Fantasy 7. I know that I want to get it on the PlayStation 5, right? Um but I couldn't I mean, decide between the disc and so the download. The disc won't help you again. Final the all the new consoles have this issue. The physical versions don't help you if the accounts get shut off, right? Like, if they say they're shutting down the PlayStation Store or whatever for the mm-hmm. PS5 in the future, your physical disc won't help you. Because the game isn't on that disc anymore. That's not how this stuff works. Yeah, so is there a reason? I mean, in the... This is this is good segue. I mean, the reason would be it's cheaper, right? Buy the less expensive one. Right. That's the only thing. Like, if the physical one goes on sale for, like, 10 bucks or 15 bucks or whatever, that's the one you get because it's probably cheaper than the digital one. Yeah, but there's literally, we're entering a phase of accept, you have to accept that everything is just a digital license at this point, right? And that it could yep. just get shut off at any time. I mean, like, I'm a big proponent. I, I have so many Switch games here that are physical games. I opened the drawer to show you and I don't know why. <laughs> um, and I don't so think I, digital games are bad. I just think that, I, I like, think the I think Nintendo is maybe the exception to this rule. Sure, because Nintendo a does with some regularity shut down their online stores. Absolutely for yeah older consoles. The PS3 online store is shut down where you can't buy new things from it, you but the server download. is still up and you can download stuff you've purchased. Yes. So, or you know, same with the 360 and you know those games, right? Right. Now, maybe that won't be the case forever. At some point, they will turn those off, I suspect. But who knows when? And mm-hmm. maybe they just won't. Maybe it's part of their online infrastructure now, and they've just figured out a way to keep it going. I don't know. Yeah. But Nintendo definitely does not. And so having physical access to your Nintendo games is way more important because in 10 years, they are going to have turned off the servers for the... Well, maybe not 10 years for the Switch. But, you know, 10 years, the service for the Wii will be turned off forever, and you'll never be able to access any of the stuff you purchased on the Wii shopping again. So I think that that's a, that is the outlier case, because they're the only ones doing it more regularly um, for now. <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not a, a stick in the mud. I've got a 400-game Steam account. Obviously, digital games make a lot of sense a lot of the time. Um. But yeah, this is the first time that this Ubisoft thing made me think, 
man, do physical games even matter anymore? It's crazy. But there you have it. Uh, digitally, I played more Aiden. It's a good game. Sweet. And I went camping, you guys. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to go to bed early while camping a little bit more often. I just, I stay up too late camping. I feel like garbage because I'm sleeping on the ground. I'm going to go to bed a little early. And it's in order to incentivize myself to go to bed early, I'm going to do an experiment. And so I brought with me a pair of Bluetooth headphones and a PS5 controller. I Bluetoothed both of them to my phone and played Shinsen Kai Into the Depths on the Apple Arcade. Okay. How was that? The screen is too small. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> got him. Even even on my uh, large phone, which is like the Pro Max, which is just large enough to not feel too terrible about watching like Netflix on it or something like that. If I'm not watching something that's important, like if I'm watching reruns of Seinfeld in bed or whatever. Um, if you had like an iPad mini, this would be a great. This would be great. Uh, hooking up a controller and doing all that. And then I started to think, like, while I was sitting there thinking, oh, man, I wish this was on, like, an iPad mini. This was fun to bring it camping. I thought, wait, I have a Switch. Why don't I just bring that camping? <laughs> they, they released that Shinsen Guide game on Switch, too. Well, you probably would have only gotten one night of the Switch, right? Unless you had a charger out there. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 I do have a charger, but... um. I didn't know what kind of camping you were in. Uh, far camping, but chargers exist with battery packs. Anyway, uh, it was okay. It was the controller hookup and the audio hookup was way more cool than uh, playing games on my phone, which I still think maybe is not the answer, even with a controller. The controller made it way better, I'll tell you. I don't know how you would play that game. It's a Metroidvania that Shinsenkai game is a Metroidvania. And so you're jumping and shooting and hitting things with your axe. And even with a controller and not having my fingers on the screen, I was still running into like, oh, that was a jellyfish? I didn't even see that. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be too much going on for just your thumbs. Yeah. There's a lot. And you have to like use your oxygen to... D- That's a really deep game. I don't know. I mean, it must have been made with the idea that you would play it on the TV. So my next uh, report back on this thing will be me, Apple, airplaying my phone to the TV with the things Bluetoothed to my phone to see how it goes. That's my next Technology. report. That's my next report. And so uh, with that, I sign off and say, I want to hear about the games you guys played on your week off. Uh, let's let Michael go first, I think. Sure, yeah, I'll jump in here. Um, I actually played two uh, that have been sitting in my Steam library for a while. Um, I felt like something different, like I was in a bit of a game rut, so I figured I'd, I'd dust off a couple of things that I've been putting off playing. Uh, so the first one, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of, but it's a game called Titan Souls. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a pixel art game, um, kind of, uh, over the shoulder, um, SNES Zelda style. And you play the hero who has his trusty bow and a single arrow, which you, once you fire it, you can call back to yourself 
but calling back, calling the arrow back to yourself stops your movement. So you're frozen on screen while you're, while you're calling the arrow back to yourself, or you can run to the arrow and you have exactly one point of health. Hmm. So the, I didn't, I didn't play for very long. Um, only because it didn't, it didn't really hold my attention too much, but it starts out basically just kind of as a boss run. And you either hit the boss with the arrow and kill it, or the boss hits you and kills you. Yeah, it might get more, it might get more engaging if I got a little bit further into it, but okay. the the intro is just like, here, beat these four bosses, and they are, you know, the the movement and the fact that you only have the one arrow to attack with get pretty difficult pretty quickly somewhat sure my again i haven't played this game but i definitely have seen this game before now that i yeah i've looked it up on and i think the game is only boss fights i don't think there's anything else okay now i don't know how many or where or you know that sort of stuff but i believe it is like a boss fight type game my guess is that it changes quite a bit because people seem to love this game so something something's got to change yeah, it's it's very popular, um, which I think was part of the reason why I downloaded it in the first place. So maybe I'll come back to it and, and give it a little more time. Hmm. Uh, but the second game, um, which I have been playing much more of, is one that I know that you both have played and enjoyed. I finally booted up Transistor. Oh. Ooh, yeah. Way to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know... Supergiant Games, maker mm-hmm. of, of many popular popular favorites of people on this podcast. Um, trying man, to should have played Hades. Should have. Uh, I'm building up to so it. Good. Uh, you I'm know, Transistor's a good place to start. I, I'm surprised you didn't go Pyre, although maybe that's too different. Or ba- Pyre's pretty oh, different. Bastion. Yeah. Bastion's, Bastion's good, though. Bastion's, Bastion's great. really good. I, I have played through Bastion and thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Well, Transistor and Bastion are not unrelated. No, they're very similar. No, well, they're similar feel, in some ways. They're sure. similar they in, cool. in isometrics and in tone, I think, more than anything else. I don't know. What yeah. did you think? Let's say, let's just leave you to decide what you think. Yeah, I really like it so far. Um, I like the, uh, the kind of spare narration, um, by the train, the guy stuck in the transistor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really like the art style. I Especially mean, that's a, so that's a the, common uh, with, with all of their games. Yeah, but the thing that I can't remember if they do it. I mean, may, I I never played Hades, but like the cutaway scenes where they go into like the super painting style stuff. Yeah, Hades has that too. Yeah, it's that's, it is so beautiful. It, well, I don't know. It's a little different in Hades, I guess, but th- it is. They're, all their games are so good looking, even all the way back to Bastion. That game still looks good. Yeah, just the the attention to detail and the the quality of the art in every facet of the game is just uh, it's impressive. I'm not surprised you? you stuck with that one over sticking <laughs> sticking with maybe something a little bit more indie in the Titan Souls genre. Yeah, because the polish on on all those games is really super <laughs> super high. How uh how are you liking the combat? Uh I like it. I've I've gotten far enough to have some uh some function combos that I really like. 
um, that, that really seemed to work for me. Um, I like too, that there is the, um, the back door space that has the, the tree with all the different training rooms in it. Cause it kind of forces you to use the abilities in different combinations than what you might be playing with in the regular game. Yeah. I think the, the combat for me was like the most fun part of that game. Once it gets going, the combos get really ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to get into that. Nice. Very cool. I hope you enjoy that one. And then highly recommended. You should play Hades after that. (laughs) Hades is so good. It's on the list. (laughs) Nice. Uh, JJ, how come every time I open Steam, since we were looking at this other Titan Souls game, I have Steam open. Uh, how come every time I open Steam, I have a Vampire Survivors update? Bro, because Vampire Survivors is the game of the year. <laughs> like, that, I, I've been playing Vampire Survivors again. Um, <laughs> I see you have achievements that, recently. That game is so good. It's like, they add new stuff and you're like, oh, I'll just go in and like, mess around in the, these new levels I have or go try and unlock some new characters. And then you're like, oh man, this game rules though. I forgot. <laughs> like, oh, this new weapon is crazy. Like it does, this is weird. Oh, I'm unlocking like this crazy relic. It does, I've never seen this before. Oh, there's an evolution to this weapon now. Oh my, and then it's just like, meanwhile, and then, you know, like two hours later, you're like, what time is it? Oh God, it's 4 a.m. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vampire Survivors is great, man. The It sounds like they're getting pretty close. I think all the characters are in now. Okay. Um, I don't know if they're planning to add more weapons. I don't think so. I'd have to go look at the roadmap again. Uh, they have Arcan- They have a bunch of Arcanas. They have like all kinds of crazy stuff in there. Uh, and some, of the, some of the later relics are just really, really game-breaking. And they have added a way... So this was the one that got me, Andrew. They have added a way to give permanent upgrades to each character that carry over between sessions. My eyes have gotten gigantic. So you can you can collect these items, specific items, and it increases some stat of the character permanently. And of course, like they give you an option in the menu to turn these off. So if you want to play without the bonus, you can do that, right? But, but if why you want, would you? Eh, you know, you want to challenge or fair uh, you know speed run i don't speed know speed run was just about to come out of my mouth since uh gdq just ended actually uh yeah i'm sure there's like a you know base game no whatever uh thing here and then you know unlock yeah. this or do the other thing or whatever right so uh this game rules man and <laughs> it's just so fun every time it's just like ah, i'm just gonna go do a couple of runs and see how it is and then you're like oh shoot it's Way past bedtime to go to sleep. <laughs> so I've been doing that. Um, but that isn't the only game I've been playing. As Andrew alluded to earlier, talking about Final Fantasy VII, I have been playing the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, I, I have seen a sale occur on the physical copy, and given our discussion, I think I am going to pull the trigger. Should I pull the trigger? I mean, I'm liking the game so far. Um, I haven't tried the DLC yet that came as part of the, the purchase of the game on the PC. Um, but my understanding is the DLC is meant to come after the story. So I'm finishing the story first. Oh, there's DLC. Great. Maybe I should buy there's the digital edition instead. Yep. 
right? Uh, I mean, this, I don't know. I don't know if the now. DLC matters. The, the, uh, it's possible the PS5 versions all have it, right? Integrate is the DLC. Integrate is the, the uh, yes. DLC, yeah. And so the PS5 disc is called Integrate as well. So I guess that means that it's so already... My guess is you, you got it, yeah, okay. on there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm liking it so far. Uh, I wonder how you will feel about the combat of this game. Oh, me personally? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a person not... who had issues with the action based combats in the past. I have had issues uh, with action based combat sometimes, not all the time. I just am p- particular. I feel like there is a lot going on and I don't always feel fully in control of the situation. However, that has not stopped me from winning. Interesting. Hmm. Early on, I had a lot more trouble. Now that I've gotten later into the game, I have a lot more options and and things have calmed down or maybe I have figured out how to play better. I'm not sure. You're, you're gooder now. Maybe. Yeah. Or I'm just stronger now because I've leveled up more or whatever. Maybe. Um, I'm interested to hear your take. the The combat is very action y. There's stuff to do. You can't just like select commands from a menu. There is a menu, and you do select commands from it. But that's that is not the primary way you're playing the game. Okay. Um, gosh, I don't know what to say. There is about a pause it. too. I think. So I guess yeah, you could forget- change the game to be more. Less so I don't know, action oriented, I guess. Yeah, I don't know exactly how the pause stuff works. I know when I bring up the menu to like select commands, time slows like way down mm-hmm. to like, you know, barely you can see the guy's sword moving in slow motion behind the menu, right? Bullet sure. time. Yeah, bullet time, exactly. But it's not stopped. So if you're about to be like murdered by the giant meteor or whatever from the other team, it's not going to help you there necessarily, right? Like, because you select your command and the character still has to do it. Like, it's not like you hit the button and it happens immediately. They may start to happen, but there might be a, you know, you have to cast the spell. You got to cast the spell. You can't just, like, hit it and mm-hmm. the spell is applied. Yep. Uh, and the same with your attacks. They all have wind-ups or, you know, if you if you select, like, your limit break or whatever, they have to go into the animation and then do it. Um, that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, but it's been very enjoyable. I've really, really liked it so far. It's, um, you know, nostalgic in a lot of ways. Uh, interesting. So I'm I'm very curious to see uh, what your opinion is. Did you play it um, back in the day? I, I assume you've played it before. Sometime. Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This doesn't make it all the way through, though, as far as I understand. No, it's right. just the first part. My under- okay. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a second one. Um, yeah, we'll have to talk about that. Okay, so. should I? I mean, should I re reacquaint? I'm. I don't think I have time to replay the first one in my life. But no, uh, you know, it, do I? Should I? Your memory of it myself? is probably fine. My yeah, memory, your memory is, is probably fine. Yeah, there's a theory about that of like you shouldn't rewatch old stuff. Like if like if a movie is referencing something that's like 15 years old, you know, don't rewatch it. Some people have that theory. I. I think this game in particular, very specifically, this game uh-huh. Uh-huh. is playing with your nostalgia. Ah, so and don't so, don't worry too much about it because it's just about yeah, don't what worry. you remember anyway. Right. Don't worry too much. Okay. Uh, but like you know, knowing things about the game and specifically about things that happen throughout the game 
may give you bonus enjoyment of things when you see things or you hear names or places or whatever that get referenced. And you're like, oh, I remember that from that game. Right. Right. So I'm like I said, I'm really liking it so far. I'm like, it's hard to tell how deep I am into the game. I'm in chapter 14, but there's like tons of side quests and stuff. So I don't know really how long each chapters are. Some chapter is like two hours and <laughs> I've spent like two days in some other chapters. So who knows? I don't think you have that many chapters left, if I recall. I think I remember reading there were only in the low 20s of chapters. Okay, I could believe it. I don't know. the. Yeah, but like I said, it's it's unclear to me how long the chapters are, and some of them definitely are very short, while some of them are have been quite a bit longer. So, Oh, they're not kind of evenly timed. That's probably for the best, so it keeps you on your toes. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, before we go, JJ, you'll kind of probably know what the heck I've been watching, uh, when I tell you this, Gregory Peck, you know, the actor Gregory Peck, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Michael also knows who Gregory Peck is. Uh, Yeah. Ethan Peck is his son. Okay. Do you know who I'm talking about? Nope. Ethan Peck is the new Spock. Ah. Gotcha. I, I was sitting here wondering why he had such good acting chops, and now I know why. Mmm. <laughs> so now you gotcha. know what I've been watching. Uh... I don't I don't know that we talk about it here, but we did watch a little bit of something in common. Did you want to talk about F1? Oh, man, I'm always happy to talk about F1. The last couple of races have been pretty darn good, man. M- Michael, you should go online and look up Carlos Sainz. Uh, what did you look? Fire? Engine fire, maybe? Engine yeah. fire? I heard, I heard about this from one of my coworkers. Dude watching it from a side angle you can see the side of the car basically grenade itself like it's like a you know uh it detonating a small explosive in like a closed jar and how you see the lid like pop off really quick you know the car did that (laughs) internally where the engine is like the siding like popped up and then back down you're like oh something under there exploded (laughs) Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, then, you know, he pulled off to the side because the car stopped. And then, like, within seconds, the car was engulfed in flames. Whole thing. Yeah. He got out. He's safe. But uh, Ferrari, man, has got to sort something out. I mean, even their car that won the race this week, Michael, the guy in first place with five laps to go starts losing about a third of a second a lap. And starts saying, so the throttle's sticking wide open. Oh, man. This is mm-hmm. like... Oh, this feels, this tell, feels bad. Andrew, tell him what this is. This is like the most unbelievable thing. Oh, I, don't, I don't know ever if I heard why it happened. Oh, they... But, okay, so they explained it. So, so later, what I, I heard was... Uh, Le- Leclerc is talking on the radio and he's basically saying... 
every time he takes his foot off the accelerator, it doesn't come back all the way. And so therefore, because the car is seeing accelerator input, Michael, there's too many computers and he can't downshift. So the, the, so he the has engine is coasting. refusing to the engine is refusing the downshift because it thinks the accelerator is still pressed. So he has to start coasting the corners to make the turns. No, so okay, so you missed this part, Andrew. What he's doing is he's pulling the accelerator forward with his other foot. Oh, I missed that. Oh. And that's how he gets it to accept the and he's like I I'm like pulling the pedal because I guess some spring or something in the car like was not broke but like failing kind of. Yeah. And it wasn't returning the pedal to zero. This is the guy in first place. His car is breaking oh, no. down as he's trying to he's finish using, the race. He's using his other foot to pry the pedal forward so that it turns off. So it can down and like a shark, the guy behind him is just slowly closing in as he's losing time fighting his car. You can see it yeah. coming in slow-mo. And the it's other, like half a second to lap, but there's not enough time for the guy to catch up. The other greatest quote from that was, was the Hamilton quote afterwards I think I shared with you guys about uh, how he was so far behind second place that he just started watching the Jumbotron to see what was going on ahead of him. Dude, what a chad, man. Yeah. That's like the most baller move. Just be like, yeah, I'm just racing my F1 car 200 miles an hour down the straight and like watching the Jumbotron. Oh, they're having a good race oh, over look, there. I'm That's on, cool. I'm on TV. Oh, no, 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 cool. no, they're not showing me. I'm not in first. They're showing these guys. So like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, hey. When, you, when you're 37. Taking a car, taking a quarter at 90. When you're 37 and you've been racing cars at that speed since you were like 12, I guess I'm just going to give it like the benefit of the doubt that he, he knew yeah what man. He was doing. I, there are stories and i know hamilton has had this uh happen before and given an interview about it where drivers preternaturally avoid a crash around a blind corner that they can't see because they just have and a feeling like, well yes but why do they have the feeling and it's because the drivers see normally when you're coming up to a corner the, the people in the stands are looking at you or at the car coming up the corner or whatever. And when they're not looking at you, something is wrong. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And so Hamilton has said this, and this, there was a famous crash that happened several years ago, I guess. And where it was a big, horrible looking crash and Hamilton is barreling down the straight or whatever nearby and is about to turn that corner and notices something is wrong right and so he's like decelerating more than nor he normally would and lo and behold he comes around that corner and there's a huge wreck and he avoids it because he's slowed down enough to avoid it his team didn't radio him to slow down or just just happened? well it's like one of it's one of those things where like it had happened seconds before or whatever and he's like you know they hadn't thrown the safety car or the flags or anything yet but he was coming still at full speed and because, uh, you know, as soon as the marshals react or whatever and put out the safety car and the flags, like all the drivers are automatically slowed down by, you know, computers and stuff. It's it's uh, crazy, too, because on an F1 track, there's no way to know what direction, how the, you know, like, oh, I yeah, mean, we saw uh, Zhouguan, you fly over a barrier in uh, in another oh God, race over the most scary over the re in another race over the weekend at the Red Bull ring. um a car hit the sausage curb and flew an entire turn before it hit the ground again, upside down and then slid across the track. Yep. Nope. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
unlike dude, dude, an, unlike Michael, a, go watch the video of of Jogon use crash like him sliding upside down on the halo across the gravel into the barrier flipping over the tire barrier and landing between that and the fence it's like terrifying unbelievable he walks away from that which he did unlike a unlike a nascar race right where they tell you okay well they all crashed but it's a it's a what parallaxed or whatever the the proper term is for the bank so everything Uh, slides down the track Right, yeah, stuff goes yeah. every which way. In F one, yeah. Wow, what a weird yeah, week. Impressive. I mean, it, it is impressive the stuff that people walk away from, like that. And you know that halo that goes around the front of the car. Yeah, that's only been in the sport for like two or three years. That's nuts. I, imagine some of those crashes if that halo wasn't there. Uh, people yeah. would be dead. Yeah, <laughs> you talking Jamaican bobsled team there? Yeah. Well, if you too are a fan of the classic film Cool Runnings And really, who isn't? You should email us Obsled time at We Were Gamers No, Michael, what are you doing? (laughs) We don't have aliases Um, (laughs) Podcast at WeWereGamers.com though Please, we want to hear your uh, impressions of Sanka uh, Telling him, yeah man yeah, you you did. I mean, like we're on social media and stuff too. You can find eh, us whatever, <laughs> but please follow us. <laughs>
it's like, oh, we're in HD now <laughs> from 480p or whatever. I like that I can tell what I'm looking at, even though I know I don't know what I'm looking at. Sure. Right? Like on a Hubble one, you'd be like, oh, somebody said that this is this and I see it now. Right? Yeah, yeah. On the web, you're like, well, that's clearly a galaxy. But then yeah, it's somebody... Like not even... Yeah. But somebody who's smarter than me would be like, well, it's this exact type of galaxy and it's this far. You know what I mean? Like, it's way more important to them. But, like, as a person that loves cool space stuff, like, I have all those expensive space Lego. You know what I mean? Like, I love space mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And I can enjoy that without having to be explained what I'm looking at. And the high resolution, like, if you go find the high resolution version, you can zoom in impressively far and see, like, a lot of detail on those tiny little specks. There's going to be a lot more. Let's go check all of it out. Yep. Very exciting. 